This episode of Doing It For The Kids is supported by Agora Pulse, because juggling all the things is hard. Kids work the never-ending washing pile, finding something to eat from the bottom of the freezer. But the good news is social media doesn't need to be one of those time sucks, because Agora Pulse will give you more than five hours back a week. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to agorapulse.com slash D-I-F-T-K to get one month free. Now all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. All right. We're going live. We're not going live. It's highly edited. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? (laughs) All right. I'll take you to a room and get you some books to look at while you wait for the okay? Hello. You're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie and this is Steve. Hello, yes, each week we take a question from the Doing It For The Kids community to our best to answer it, but we start each episode by looking back at the last one. Last time we were talking about... Icky clients. Clients that make you feel ick. Anonymous comment first up. I have a client exactly like Mel Horns. The project started out with such optimism and hope. It's a well-known brand. I was going to do great creative work, win awards, tell the world about it, etc., etc., etc. Except the client has turned out to be demanding, ungrateful, uncreative. They've made me work really hard and often don't even respond to the work I send over. Is there anything worse as a freelancer? The hardest bit for me was accepting that this project is not what I hoped it would be. Once I'd done that, I shifted my whole mental attitude to think of them as a small secondary client, i.e. not the client I care about the most, and not the one that deserves my attention. I've made this shift clear in small ways. Charging them for any extra rounds of amends, charging them double for any weekend demands, oh, yes. accidentally, in quotation marks, missing their calls and then emailing politely to ask if they'd like to schedule slash book my time for a meeting or just telling them I'm booked on other projects and can't respond straight away. I think, <clears throat> hope, I've done all this with a professional and friendly tone so the relationship is fine and we're still working together on small things but I feel so much better and no longer jump when they call. It's not necessarily about getting rid of them for good, just shifting how you deal with them. The comments this week are quality, quality street. Iman Ismail says, I felt this episode so much. Maybe Detective Melhorn hates the fact that she needs this client so much rather than actually hating the client. Maybe one way to feel better about this is to commit to finding better fit clients. I know that sounds really obvious, but often when I have an issue with clients who've crossed, leapt, danced over, completely stomped all over my boundaries, I'm more angry at myself for allowing them to cross those boundaries. It's also a great lesson learned on what you're willing to accept from your clients and what you're not willing to accept. After this past year, I am so done with clients who make life harder than it needs to be. Honestly, there are amazing clients in this world. You can find them. But in order to have space and time for them, you have to let go of the difficult ones. I'm all for a good, we're not the right fit conversation. It can be awkward, though it doesn't have to be. And you'll feel great about it in the end. Tilly Louise Kyle said, Before the end of the year, I parted ways with a client after I realised how much stress they were causing me. I would say there's a simple equation for this. You ready? The hours they pay you 
minus the hours you spend stressing about them. Is it worth it? Probably not. So good. So simple. And Sabrina Rousseau says, we've all been there. I call them the unflushables. Those clients who just refuse to be gotten rid of. <laughs> so what's going on? How are you? Had a good week? Well, a couple of weeks because we decided to do this oh, yeah, every other point. week yeah. during lockdown at the moment, isn't it? My wife bought some intelligent bathroom scales. Right. Now, in all our time together, we have never had mm -hmm. bathroom scales. Mm -hmm. But she's doing this... Drug dealing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing this workout type thing where he wants you to measure, you know, and see progress oh, okay. and things like that. Yeah. So you stand on them and then it speaks to your phone and tells you loads of different things about you, not just your weight. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads I've of seen things. some of these. And I was like, what a little not... Like, how can it tell all of that? Mm. From you standing on it. I think you had lasagna for dinner. Nonsense. Mm. The next day I gave it a go. <laughs> so I I will be 42 in a few months' time. Shit. The scales and the phone app said, you have the body of a 33-year-old male. Yes. Get in. I was like, this is <laughs> genius. These are the best thing ever. I love this machine. God, it's amazing how they know this stuff these days, isn't it? So, yes, I've gone... I've, <laughs> done a complete 360 on it it is amazing i mean it doesn't tell me who the 33 year old body is that i have <laughs> in a suitcase up the loft but it yeah, knows about yeah. it <laughs> i took a grim turn anyway how are you what have you been up to how's the postman yeah since we spoke last time um, there's been a new woman doing my posts. Oh, my God. I, so I don't know if he does listen to the podcast. And it's just yeah. <laughs> His arse to be moved. Yeah. Oh, Frankie, I'm so sorry. Your only friend. <laughs> Is it a witness protection program? <laughs> Has asked to be reallocated shifts. Yeah. I've mainly spent the past two weeks thinking about how... So a friend, a friend of mine from school, she used to pitch ideas for new game shows to, to a major right. broadcaster. And I spent the last two weeks thinking we really we need like a generation game style show where you have to do like basic domestic tasks with children like hanging off your limbs screaming in your face demanding treat but you're under like time constraints you're yes. you know <laughs> yes like... i have always said that master chef like they're always right. cooking doesn't get any tougher yeah, exactly. than this and i've always been like fuck you yes it does have you tried cooking dinner with a child exactly. on your hip exactly. with another one screaming in your ear for yeah, bing exactly oh like honestly i would watch that instead of michael mcintyre's the wheel it could be frankie tatore's the meal <laughs> Oh, I'm out of wine. Do you want to go and get some more? Yeah, right. We're going to answer a question from Laura Ockenden, who is a designer and web developer. She can be found at sproutworks.co.uk, like a, uh, a bean sprout, S-P-R-O-U-T works.co.uk. I think there's a helicopter over my house. As a newbie full-timer, I'm struggling a bit with planning in work and knowing how much I can take on and when. Can you hear that? Because it's really fucking loud. Nope. Oh, my God. Yes. The aliens are landing. That's really loud. It's literally over my, my roof. Jinx going to land on my, front, my flat oh roof. Oh, my God. <laughs> As a newbie full-timer, I'm struggling a bit with planning in work and knowing how much I can take on and when. 
I've got a few jobs on now, but often find myself procrastinating under the guise of waiting for clients to get back to me. Should I be looking for more work? Should I book in clients for next month? How long will a job take? How long is a piece of string? I've been quite lucky that things have sort of just fallen into place recently, but it feels like I need to actually start giving this whole idea some brain space now that it's the thing that actually pays my mortgage. Thanks. This is about planning in work and knowing how much you can take on, isn't it? Yeah. There's one sub-question that she asks where she says, should I be looking for more work? So while you're sitting there waiting for clients to come back to you and say yes so that you can start work, should I be looking for more work? Our survey says, yes. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> yeah, you should, you should always basically be right. marketing and looking for new opportunities or putting yourself out there so the opportunities mm. come to you. But does she mean commit to new work? But even then, if somebody says yes to you before the others have said yes, well... You just say, I can start on next date, yeah. I've waited three months for my carpenter to come and fit my desk tomorrow. Three months. <laughs> That's it. Like, he's just coming when he can come, you know? There is something to be said for owning your availability and saying to people when you're next available. And actually, somebody who is booked up until... The, when are we recording this? February. So somebody is booked up until April. That makes you go... They must be good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look busy and you're, like, you're booked up, which you are... That's only a good thing. And they'll probably hang around as a result. If you are going to start booking people in for like months ahead or whatever, though, do charge a fee up front. Oh, like a... this is standard practice, no? <laughs> well, book a job, deposit. I mean, I say that I've only started doing that in the last three years, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, so get that deposit because, of course, once you've locked them in, then you will be turning other mm. people mm. away. So get money up front yeah. and also bear in mind what a, I don't know, a cancellation fee or a delay fee might be should they then like muck you about yes. later on. Is that deposit refundable? What does refundable actually mean? Deep. She hasn't told us anything about her life and her children and like what the situation is. But I do feel like a massive decider in what her capacity is and how much she can take on is like, how many kids does she have? What situation, childcare situation does she have? Particularly in this current time, like has she got kids she's being expected to homeschool? Like what are her other commitments in her life? When is she actually going to be able to get the work done? Yeah, because you've asked how long will a job take? But you also need to know how much time do you have available? Yes, exactly. You need those two parts of the equation, right? So there's two ways to figure out how long a project takes you. One is your gut instinct that develops through experience over time. Yeah. But the other is that you use like a time tracking app mm -hmm. to monitor the work that you do. So you're not monitoring it because you're billing hourly or anything like that, but you're monitoring it for your own sanity, particularly if you're doing work in a very sort of bitty way where you do a bit of work here and then you pick it up again. Which and a lot a of us are right here. now, right? Right. Yeah. So if you properly use an app like Toggle, which allows you to monitor how much time you spend on it, you can do that per project, but you can also do it per task. Like how mm. long does it take you to do this thing? Then later when it comes to quoting for a job, but more importantly, scheduling into your own sanity when you're going to do that work, which is what this question is about, you can look at it and have a much more sort of data-driven... Oh, punch me for saying data-driven... <laughs> Sorry. I actually just said data-driven. 
I think you've um, you've overestimated the uh, quality of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you've got some fucking experience and some information to base some decisions on, right? Yeah, keep a log of it. And as a fellow designer and recovering web designer, <laughs> there are certain tasks that you will just be doing over and over again for different clients with slightly different briefs but it's the same thing basically and if you make it a habit of tracking it you very quickly get an understanding of how each of those different types of briefs how long that's going to take you or should take you then of course there's things to consider right there's like the pain in the ass client that you need to like build into the time <laughs> there's like the red flag clients there's various other situations where you know it's just going to take a bit longer you know there's more right. stakeholders involved you know they're particularly meticulous about stuff you you build all of those sorts of aspects into your quotes and time yeah. you commit as well and that sort of comes with time yeah all this stuff will just come with experience which is a bit annoying for laura isn't it <laughs> you then want to be able to sort of break down yeah how many hours is that how much is that going to fit into a week the order but then don't neglect you, you know i'm a big fan of wiggle room right <laughs> wiggle it Oh, just man. a lit anyway you've got to leave wiggle room a for the things that go wrong in life mm. which is how i normally mean that but also for the marketing that we've just discussed that you're going to keep doing even though you've got work and of course all the admin stuff mm. that goes with it as well you can't just overstock mm. the week or the month that you're planning out the work so true like if you've got eight hours a week child free to do your job don't fill that with client work don't say, oh, great, I've got eight hours to just do the job. No, 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 no. There's so much other stuff going on. Yeah, you'll burn out so fast and you won't have any clients lined up <laughs> beyond yeah. what you currently have if you just fill that time with with the actual work. You can use, I mean, there's lots of different tools that do this, but essentially having a calendar sort of timeline type thing in front of you mm -hmm. which you can even create yourself in a spreadsheet are you talking about a gantt chart yeah, i was gonna say it's a gantt chart right he's talking about a, a data-driven gantt chart <gasps> my former corporate life is flashing before my eyes gantt charts people love a gantt chart right yeah we love a gantt chart yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but basically <laughs> i wouldn't just leave it to plot out your work in your head Mm -hmm. like actually have but a lot of people have just a like a year planner on the wall yeah could be a year planner just literally in front of your desk or whatever and you just block stuff out uh also you you want to think to yourself am i only going to work with one client at a time mm -hmm. or am i going to have multiple clients at a time but at the same time we're in a global pandemic don't feel that you need to overcommit a bit like the filling all the hours you've got with client work don't feel that you need to like say yes to everything i guess i just want a reminder trust your gut if you do feel you've got enough lined up for the next couple of months and it's all good just trust in that feeling and don't feel that you need to take on extra stuff or commit to extra stuff during that period i guess what i'm getting at is the whole cult of busy thing right there's a lot of pressure she, she's a newbie full-timer she says maybe she's feeling pressure to be busy I guess I just want to tell her that it sounds like she's got more than enough on and she'll likely have stuff lined up and she's going to be fine and she doesn't need to do more than she feels she's capable of doing at this particular time under these particular circumstances. If a client says, how long will this take? There's different answers there. Like, yes, it might technically take you a day to do something, but that doesn't mean you can get it to them 
in a day mm. you can't get it to them until the end of next week yes yeah, a good point like if you send them a quote that says this is a day's work then maybe psychologically they're expecting it within a couple of days or whatever but in reality you've got half an hour a day over three weeks or <laughs> whatever i don't know what your situation mm. is but um yeah that's, that's a really interesting point i really do think the crux of it is what time she has away from her children that basically determines what you can achieve because like yeah working nights is great but what happens when your five-year-old doesn't sleep till midnight that's me hello (laughs) the whole working in the evenings and weekends thing it's not sustainable like it's just not and it can work for short periods of time for like when you're really busy but really you need to build what you can commit to and when around the hours you actually have for yourself Mm. to do your job and only laura knows what those are when it comes to planning things in like if you can take your i know project and break it down into tasks Mm. that then becomes easier to plot in and you can create over time templates let's say it's a trello board for example like a template for the card so that it's all in there and you just have to go through the process of Mm. ticking it off and knowing how long things have so when you're doing big things like you are big projects break them down into tasks don't just think of it as how long does this job take how long do the different components of it take and how am i going to fit them in but i feel like you've always just got to i guess like the wiggle room thing you've always got to um don't make me sing the song you want it then i sort of do but i'm, I'm just <laughs> fighting it so hard i guess what i'm saying is even when you've got the whole planning thing nailed still expect the unexpected okay i think we're done but the good news is of course laura if you're sitting there thinking really is that all the advice you have (laughs) don't worry doing it for the kids community will come to your rescue no doubt yes what advice do you have for planning and work for figuring out how long jobs take what stories do you have to share please get in touch this is episode 61 in the facebook group um frankie will have posted it there you can just go and write there or get in touch on instagram twitter drop an email if you'd like it to be anonymous speaking of which we need questions too you can always go to doingitforthekids.net and fill in the form there if you've got a question and you've all got to go and buy steve's course or tell a friend or just shout on a mountainside although the other day i did think do you know what you don't see many of these days airplanes with like banners behind them you always used to see them didn't you i think you should spend some marketing spend on a banner with an airplane trouble is how to get started being freelance which is yeah, the it's quite long. It's quite long quite a long banner it's going to cost you also as well as the course there is the podcast which mm. is back this current episode is with austin l church and he is a freelance parent i loved his line where he says basically what has driven him remaining self-employed for the past 12 years is that he wants to be around so much that his kids are sick of him <laughs> and basically like proper doing it for the kids episode Love this it. week all right we're done sure you know i'm on a bit of a um come down Uh-oh. on my way in i bought a cheesecake just for myself <laughs> and it was lotus biscoff oh you know what you mean yeah 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 biscuit base as a cheesecake word but then it also had a biscuity top <laughs> and oh my god it was so good i was trying to imagine because i was just sitting at my desk in an empty co-work space 
eating an entire cheesecake <laughs> with my damp snowy trainers to one side mm. that I'd kicked off and put my slippers on because I bought them with oh them. nice how old I was so wise I was trying to imagine that I was in a fancy restaurant rather than alone in your slippers at your desk yeah I was trying to picture the scene of maybe having a table of six of my finest friends mm. chatter and laughter in the background this cheesecake is amazing yeah I will have some wine thank you by the way <laughs> did you oh excuse me excuse you see I was picturing can you remember what it was like to be at a restaurant oh it's no 